Hey, 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 and welcome to Eat Out at Home, the podcast where we chat about cooking better, eating healthier, dining together, and enjoying some gourmet every day. I'm your host, your girl, Chef Evelyn, and in this episode, I want to talk about 10 tips for stress-free holiday entertaining because listen, whether you have been entertaining for a long time or whether this is going to be your first time, there are just some little small things that make life easier when it comes to entertaining for the holidays. So if you're going to be hosting people at your house, and you're going to be having family or friends over, whether it's for the holidays or just this time of the year or just in general. Actually, these tips are useful all year round and you want to become more of an entertainer and you kind of want to say, OK, outside of like the menu, what else do I need to do? I'm going to give you some very practical, sometimes overlooked things you can do to prepare your home and to make things a lot more stress free. OK, and enjoyable. So. Listen, I have been entertaining since I can remember. I did my first Thanksgiving dinner for my family all by myself when I was 12 years old. And, you know, we used to have get togethers at my house all the time. My grandmother used to have us over for dinner on Sundays ever since I was a little girl. And even in college, like I would be people's secret chef, you know, their boyfriend or whoever was coming into town. And I would create a little restaurant in my apartment for them. Or, you know, I would cook for like my quote unquote big brothers on campus and do a whole Sunday dinner. So I've been entertaining for quite some time. I absolutely love to entertain. I love to feed people and create an experience. And so there's a few practical like tangible things that I have learned to do that will either help you save money or save time or just make things a much more pleasant enjoyable experience for not only your guest but for you as well so let's get right into it and one of the things I want to talk about actually has nothing to do with food but has to do with the environment and I'm going to jump right in and we're going to talk about the guest bathroom okay Yes, you need to have hand towels and soap and hand lotion in the bathroom. But one of the things I love to do when I'm entertaining is have a candle burning in a bathroom. Yes, you can have a bathroom spray. Yes, you can have poopery. You can have all the things. That's great. You can have the fan on. But one of the things that I have found that keeps aromas, if you will, to a minimum, even if people are just doing their regular degular, they're not doing anything specific right at your house during the holidays or when you're entertaining, is to have a candle burning. And the reason why this works is because a lot of times those aromas, if you will, those vapors, that gas, the flame from the candle will burn that off, okay? And so I like to have a candle that's on theme with whatever I'm entertaining around in the bathroom. One, when people walk in, it's a pleasant experience. Two, no matter what transpires while they're in there, it will be a pleasant experience for the next person, right? So yes, you want to have disposable hand towels, you want to have a trash can, you want to make it easy. But I think the biggest thing that I love to do 
is put candles in the bathrooms. And even if you only have one guest bathroom, sometimes you have more than one people or maybe people have kids and they need to use another bathroom. I make sure that all of my bathrooms have a candle in it and are ready to go. Even if you know, the likelihood of somebody using those other bathrooms is pretty low. Just in case, you know, maybe somebody's like, hey, I'm having some issues in my stomach and I need to go to a different bathroom, you know, make me feel more comfortable. You don't want to experience that later. So make sure that you have that ready to go. Okay, so you want to burn scented candles in your bathrooms. Now, my second tip is is actually the opposite. When it comes to candles out in the open, you actually, when it comes to cooking and entertaining, if you want to burn candles, you want to burn unscented candles, okay? And the reason why you want to burn unscented candles is because you want people to smell the amazing food, whether you're barbecuing and it's the 4th of July and, you know, you've got, you know, candles outside because it's going to be in the evening unless you're burning centronella, right? Or whether you've got chocolate chip cookies baking in the oven or whatever the case may be, you really don't want to confuse the senses with having the smell of food and then the smell of an artificial candle. Because what a lot of people don't realize is that taste is about 70% smell, which is why like when your nose is stopped up, you can't hardly taste anything. So you don't really want to confuse the palate by having, you know, your vanilla bourbon candle burning and you're having a Hawaiian luau party. Like it does it doesn't work, right? So if you want candles as part of your ambiance, which I actually think is a great thing to have no matter what time of the year, right? Whether it's summer or spring or winter or fall, you want to have unscented candles. And so if you want to make the candles a little bit more interesting, they can be colored, but you but you want unscented. I personally prefer white unscented candles, but that's just me. Okay, but it creates ambiance, but it also leaves space for the food to be the aroma of the show. Okay, next thing is that, listen, no matter what signature drinks you're going to have at your event, you always want to have water. But what I have found is, is that plastic water bottles, one, aren't the sexiest, you know what I'm saying, when it comes to decor. And two, that people are really wasteful. And three, that then you have to go around and clean up all these half-used water bottles and it fills up your trash or your recycle and it's just not good on the environment. So one of the things I love to do is I love to do water either out of a pitcher or a dispenser. And what's great about that is people can have their same glass, their same cup, they can get as much water as they want, and the likelihood of them being wasteful or forgetting what bottle is theirs or trying to keep up, particularly if you've got like 10, 15, 20 people that you're entertaining and they're trying to remember who put it down and you're as is this your water bottle? Is my water bottle? Does it have lipstick on it? I don't know. One, you can filter the water, right? If you're using a pitcher or you can buy filtered water and just put it in the pitcher. And then that way, when it's done, you can just stick it in the fridge and then you've got water for the next day, right? So it's easy. It's a one-stop shop. You don't have to clean up as much afterwards. It's less waste, all of that. It's easy for you. It's easy for them. It's easy for the environment. So using water in pitchers or dispensers is something that I learned over the years after getting really frustrated of finding lots of bottles from the 16 ounce to the eight ounce with one or two sips out of it. 
I remember for years doing the bigger bottles, you know, the, the full size bottles and thinking, oh, I'll just go to the mini bottles. Well, what was happening is, is I was just finding a whole bunch of half used mini bottles all over around. And I was like, this is extra work. And I said, so if people want water, obviously I will always have water, but I will use it out of a pitcher or a dispenser on the table with the other beverages and it makes life easier and this also gives you the opportunity to maybe flavor the water if that's something you're into and make it a pretty showpiece as well so now speaking of your food table i one of the things that i absolutely recommend is that you plan your menu in advance like you should know three weeks out what's going to be on your menu because anything after that gets really stressful and then shopping and preparing it just becomes this whole ordeal and so if you kind of know like this is going to be my theme for this event and this is going to be the menu you can start thinking about how you're going to set up your table whether you're going to do it family style whether you're going to serve it whether it's just going to be a whole bunch of appetizers whether it's going to be super casual which is everything's going to be in the kitchen and help yourself but having that menu established three to four weeks ahead of time makes life so much easier for you and you're not trying to make last minute decisions and plus once you set the menu and you you start people start saying yes I'm coming and they start RSVPing you can just increase or decrease the quantity you're not trying to think of what else do I need to include on the menu because I have all these additional people okay now speaking of which I'm going to tell you you need to shop early I don't I still do not understand why Thanksgiving comes on a Thursday every year and there's still people in the store fighting the lines and the crowds on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. I totally understand like if you forgot something and you're sending somebody out and you absolutely need that and we're going to talk about how to get around that here in a second. But as early as two to three weeks beforehand, you can buy the non-perishable things. So if you know you need flour and sugar or butter and oil or spices or grains or breadcrumbs or things like that, you can buy those things two, three weeks ahead of time. And even the perishable things that you need at, at, at the shortest window, you can do seven days, right? So, you know, if you know you're getting a turkey or you're getting certain vegetables, you can do five to seven days. Even for Thanksgiving, I typically will purchase my perishable things the Friday before that Thursday or the Saturday before that Thursday Become because come Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, it's a madhouse. Things are running out. People are stressed. They're angry. Their stress comes to you and now you're stressed. And we're all about stress-free holiday entertaining so you can buy your non-perishable items up to two i would say even three weeks before and here's the great thing because you have created your menu you know what you need and you know what you buy so when you're doing your other grocery shopping you can just pick those things up have them in your pantry ready to go allocated for your entertaining experience right now also i will say this if you forget something and you are you don't have someone to go to the store or you're just like, hey, you know what? I can't do it. 
won't do it, I would suggest using a grocery delivery service like Instacart. It is a lifesaver for me. It's like I'm more than happy to pay the service fee and the delivery fee so I don't have to like leave what I'm doing and have and go stand in line and deal with the crazy and the traffic. I'm more than willing to pay the minimal fee to do that. And what's great is you're basically essentially paying that small fee for somebody else to stand in line for you. And you can continue on with your entertaining preparation. So if you have been thinking about trying Instacart or something like that, then I will leave a link uh, in the show notes for you to try that out because I absolutely love it. Even when I'm not entertaining, like if life is busy or I'm working on a project or it's just been a lot going on in that week and it's like, listen, I don't want to eat out. I don't want to eat poorly. I still have time to cook, but necessarily going to the grocery shop store and cooking may not be an option. I love Instacart for that. And even if you have like Instacart Express where you pay 10 bucks a month and you don't have to pay the service fees or the delivery fees, it is a lifesaver. Trust me. And so like, even if you just do regular Instacart and you're like, you know what, I'm not going to do the Express and you don't, there's no monthly fees. There's no subscription. You can just use it as you need to. I like to use it like I'm going out of town. And when I come back, you know, I want to have food delivered to me so I can have, you know, ingredients on hand to cook and I can place the order to be scheduled to be delivered at any time. And so if it's like, okay, I'm going to bed and it's 11 o'clock and I want to place an order, I can place that order and schedule it to be delivered at like nine o'clock the next morning. It's great. So check the link in this description box for that. Okay. The next thing is now that you have your menu planned in advance, you obviously want to have your recipes ready. And what's great about this is you can save recipes from year to year. So you can know what worked, what didn't, what tweaks you had to make. And it just takes the stress out of trying to remember like I made this but I made some adjustments what did I do it's one of the reasons why I put a holiday meal planner and recipe pages inside the eat out at home meal planner because if I know that I changed that sweet potato pie recipe or that macaroni and cheese recipe or I altered my dressing recipe or whatever I did I have access to it and so I'm not trying to figure out where it is what did I do with it? I can go right back into my eat out at home meal planner, pull it up, and I am ready to go for the next event or the next year or the next holiday. So having those standard recipes that I know I'm going to use over and over and over again, having them in one place and um, being able to refer back to them takes the stress out of every year trying to remember, trying to search, trying to find, trying to research, trying to reinvent the wheel. Like you definitely want to make it easy on yourself. And if you want to get your hands on an eat out at home meal planner, I'll leave a link to that also in the show notes. Now, Another thing that I think is really, really important is if you're like me, I like to have an abundance of food. I never want people to feel like they have to restrict themselves when they come and dine with me, right? So I want them to feel like there's an abundance and they can enjoy as much as they want, so much so that they can even take things 
home with them. And a lot of times, you know, you've been with people entertaining and they haven't really thought that part out, right? Like they may have a few plastic bags or they may have some, you know, saran wrap, plastic wrap or aluminum foil. But, you know, it's not the easiest to transport. It's not always the most secure. And so what I love to do is to pre-purchase take home containers. Okay. It makes it easy and it it lets people know that you expect them to take food home. And if you listen to one of my most recent podcasts talking about eating healthy during the holidays, I tell you to minimize the amount of leftovers that you're consuming anyway. So you want people to take food with them. And so you want a process to make that easy. So whether it's disposable Tupperware, whether it's Chinese takeout boxes, whether it's plastic deli cups, whatever you want to use, make it beautiful, make it interesting, make Make it easy for people to use, make it something that's easy for them to transport. And even if you want to give them a little, you know, sack with handles, like a little paper bag to make it just nice so that they it's almost like their parting gift, right? That they can take their leftovers home with them. It just makes it easy. And so at the end, you can have a little station set up right where you have your take home containers there. And so it takes the stress out of, hey, Evelyn, you know, do you have foil? Do you have this? Do you have that? It's right there. And one of the things that I love to do if you want to go above and beyond is even give them take home like really pretty serveware or flatware. So that way when they get home, they can have that experience all over again. Right. And so you're just now you're like known for being the hostess with the mostest. Okay, it's like I'm doing too much, but in a good way, it takes the stress off of you. People can pack up their stuff. And that eliminates a lot of the packing up that you have to do if you kind of set it up as an interactive activity. So um, absolutely have takeout containers for people. Also, this is what I want you to know. There is no award for doing everything yourself when you entertain. So I'm a huge fan of like, I'm going to cook some things, but then I'm going to purchase other things. So a lot of times if I kind of want appetizers or snacks or things around, I'm going to go to a place where I can pick up, you know, interesting appetizers. Even if I want to do like a cheese platter, but I want to do something a little bit more interesting, then I'm going to go to places where I can pick up something a little bit more interesting because one of the things about being stress-free during the holidays is you don't have to be the superwoman or superman and do it all yourself. You can absolutely have people come to clean your house. You can have somebody come to wash dishes while you're entertaining. You can have people come to clean afterwards. You can order some of the food, right? You can order things online. You don't have to do everything yourself. And that's really going to take a lot of the burden and the stress off you, right? So like if you're out here, like I need to clean my ceiling fans and my baseboards. Okay. Girl, hire somebody to do that, right? Like have them come in two to three days beforehand. And while you're focusing on something else, you can ask yourself the question, who else can do what I'm doing, whether it's using a service like Instacart for the grocery shopping, whether it's hiring someone to come in and clean, whether it's, you know, bringing in a culinary school student to serve and replenish while you're there, whatever it is, give yourself some space, give yourself some grace, give yourself some support so that you can also enjoy the experience. And with that, I'm going to give you like a bonus tip, I guess, which is 
focus on the experience, focus on the memories, not just on the food. I tell people all the time when it comes to the holiday specifically, eat it, don't tweet it. Okay. Like we're so excited that you're having a great time. And I, yes, I take pictures of food as part of what I do for a living. But during the holidays, it's more about who's at the table than what's on the table. And I think when you really focus on who's at the table versus what's on the table, it takes a lot of stress out about the menu. It takes a lot of stress out about the decor. You know, you can be fully present with your friends and family and Take pictures of the people that are there, not just on your pretty table setting, right? And so, because that's where the memories are. People will may forget what you made. I mean, if it's really delicious, they probably won't. If you don't, listen, because that's me. But they're going to be more into the experience that you created, more so than the pictures of that perfect souffle that rose perfectly out of the oven, right? Like they're going to be more into how present you are with them or where you run around like a crazy person because you were frantic and stressed trying to make everything picture perfect and Pinterest worthy. So eat it, don't tweet it, okay? and uh, enjoy it. And so I hope these tips have been super practical, super helpful. This is from years of entertaining. I have learned that these things have just made life so much easier. And uh, I will catch you in the next podcast. Make sure you are following me on all social media on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Chef Evelyn and enrollment for the Eat Out at Home Cooking School where I share even more in-depth tips about this is opening soon and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.